Enlightened Awakening Podcast, a place of honest and authentic conversations. This week, our goal is to tie in what we've been talking about over the last four weeks in terms of intrapersonal relationships or the relationship you have with yourself, and then now bring it back to how that actually feeds into the relationship that you have with others. And we really want to hone in on this idea of how if you want to dominate the world around you or your external world, then what is required in order to do that successfully is to tame the beast within. So, Uriel, to open up this interesting conversation, I want to ask you, in your point of view, why is it important to focus on the relationship that you have with yourself first? Yeah, there's a lot of things that play, that are into play in regards to how we behave and how we interact with the world outside of us. Uh, I want to just highlight a quote from Epictetus that really resonates with that message that we're trying to send today, which is, that no man is free who isn't a master of himself. And so when we think about this metaphor of, of the beast and taming that beast from within, right? If you aren't mastering yourself and you're allowing that beast to wreak havoc internally inside of you, you'll always be stuck dealing with those problems. And it doesn't allow you to actually externally focus on the things that are going on and are surrounding you because you're always constantly at battle with yourself. Now, that is not to say that that is not going to continue on. That is a lifelong process that you have to continually be battling with yourself. But there is something that comes from having continued success within yourself, which is confidence and improved self-esteem. So when you are continuously showing yourself that you are capable and that you're competent and you notice as you start to look back the capacity that you're building as a person. It paints this picture for you of what is possible and what may or may not be possible. And it is those limitations that inhibit people's abilities to grow in their exterior world. So you have to really always be bringing it back internally because we are very quick to point fingers to everyone around us when things aren't going well. But realistically speaking, there's so much that we can individually do to actually make our exterior world better by looking within. Yeah, man, I think that you've really set it up quite well for us here and this conversation that we're looking to have because I think that it's very easy when things are not going the way that we want them to in our relationships to make a nice laundry list of all the things that other people are doing that are contributing to the issues that we may be having in a relationship with them. Very seldom do we start that process by looking at what it is that we're doing to contribute to those difficulties that we're running into. I think that a lot of people will eventually get there, but oftentimes it's after a lot of unfruitful conversations, a lot of finger pointing, a lot of blaming, a lot of victim mindset. And I think by shortcutting how long it takes for us to get to that point where we stop and look within to see what is it that is happening within me that's leading me to feel this way or react this way or to say things that potentially could be harmful in our relationships. I think that the faster we're able to do that, the better that we are going to be able to nurture those relationships that are outside of ourselves. And so I think that what we've been talking about in these last couple of weeks around 
the importance of fine-tuning that relationship that you have with yourself. I think it really feeds well into this conversation that we want to have today about how that is ultimately going to lead to better results, not just in your relationships, but across the board. And I think that in my own life, one of the greatest lessons that I have learned when it comes to this is that if we lack discipline in our personal and private lives, it's only a matter of time before the results of that start showing up on the outside. But the reverse is also true, that when we have private discipline, then eventually what results from that is public victory. We hear all the time people talking about, oh, this person is an overnight success. They blew up overnight. There is no such thing as overnight success. It's only overnight recognition of the work that had been done months, years, sometimes decades beforehand that ultimately led to the result that everybody is now praising. But I think that there's a lot of power in understanding that we can apply that simple principle in our own lives. Whether it's as simple as making your bed every morning when you wake up, whether it's as simple as drinking water when you wake up instead of reaching for coffee. Oftentimes, we find that it's difficult to engage in small habits like that because we don't see the results immediately. But everything that is worthwhile is always going to be something that takes time to produce, and it's always going to be an uphill battle because if success was easy, then everybody would be successful. But it does take a lot of work, and that's why I think that this idea of the discipline that it takes to tame that beast within and the steps that we can take to actually make that into a reality, I think it's important for us to talk about. Yeah, you bring up a lot of great points, and I really like the notion of doing the work behind closed doors and the work that does occur that people don't see. And I think of ourselves sort of as plant. When you're trying to change things about yourself, there's a lot of growth that has to happen. And that growth takes a lot of time. It's like planting a new seed into yourself. So in order for you to plant something right from the get-go and have something grow from a seed, you need to find, you know, a pot. And that pot, you need to fill that pot with with soil that is going to nourish that seed to allow it to grow. So you plant that seed and then you wait, you water the seed. And as that seed grows, those roots begin to, to germinate into the soil and they start to kind of branch out and start sucking all of that soil. And then eventually, you know, the seed will flourish into a stem and then that stem will grow into the flower or whatever plant it is that you're planting. But the reason why I bring that whole concept in itself and why I think of people in that way is because the most important thing that I think about for myself, and I think a lot of people should think for themselves as well, is those roots. And I think of those roots as the relationship that we have with ourselves. And what we're feeding those roots and what we're feeding ourselves is so important. And a lot of the times we don't see what those roots are doing. We don't see the results of those roots sucking in those nutrients and getting in that water that it needs to be able to be a strong plant. And metaphorically, if you think about it in the opposite way, when you're trying to rid yourself of things that are hurtful to you, you need to pull them right out of the roots as well. And that's the only way where change can occur because if the roots are there, that plant is going to continue to grow and come out. It's like when the people pick out the, those bad weeds from their lawns, you have to pull them out right out of the roots. Otherwise, they'll be back the next summer. And so I, I really want people to think about that because as a whole, we've, we've become a society that likes to show off their successes and we become enamored with the thought of recognition. 
But the, the problem with that is that we forget that recognition, as you've said, there's no such thing as overnight success. And people need to identify that success is a direct result of hours and hours and hours of work. In the same way that a plant can take days, sometimes some can take months to reach its full potential. Even years, when you think about trees, you can think of yourself in that same way. And there will be limitations to, to the growth. There will be limitations to the things that you, that plant will need. And, and you need to protect it in order for it to reach its full potential. And you have to think of yourselves individually as protectors of yourselves. In the same way that you're not going to expose a plant to extreme weather. Why would you expose yourself to all of these extremes that are affecting you in all of these different ways that are going to inhibit your ability to grow? and to self-actualize in the way that you're supposed to or that you're meant to. And when you take responsibility for that and respect yourself as you should be respecting yourself, as you're expected to respect others around you, then you'll begin to see that you start to protect yourself from all those harmful extreme situations that are just destroying and wrecking havoc internally inside of you. And that's a lot of food for thought for a lot of people. And the reason why I'm bringing it back to that is, is dominate, tame that beast within. We all have that beast. We all have that beast that wrecks havoc. And that beast is scary. A lot of us are fearful of it at times, depending on the situation. But it doesn't have to be something that we're afraid of. We can make it our friend. We can use that as motivation to change and to improve and be better. And we can use that to leverage those moments of uncertainty and to use that as a as a push sometimes that we need. That fear, embrace it and and get to where we want to go. Yeah, I think you've you've said it so well about how the beast has that tendency to wreak havoc in our lives. And I think that another piece of that is how that beast ultimately wreaks havoc in our relationships when we choose not to tame it correctly. As we've been talking about, the relationship that we have with ourselves is the foundation or even the blueprint of all other relationships in our lives. And when we don't treat ourselves with kindness, it's much more difficult to treat others with kindness consistently. We may be able to do it for you know a few weeks, a few months. We can maybe do it when things are going well. But inevitably, when things do get tough in relationships like they always do, whether it's friendships, relationships with our parents, romantic relationships, relationships with coworkers, inevitably, there is going to come a time when those relationships are tested. And it is the individuals who have the greatest control over their inner world that are able to navigate those external difficulties more smoothly. When we practice being compassionate with ourselves, we are more easily going to be compassionate towards others. The same thing applies for patience. The same thing applies for grace. The same thing applies in terms of generosity. When we learn to take care of ourselves well, it positions us better to take care of others. This is why on airplanes, they always tell you, if the mask come down, put your own mask on first before you try to put somebody else's mask on. We've also heard it said like this, you cannot pour from an empty jug. You need to first fill yourself up so you have something to give to others. And so I think that this is why it's so important for us to, as you've so well said, tame that beast within because if we don't, it's like a bull raging through a china shop. There's all this beautiful stuff, all this beauty around. And if we're not careful with the way that we navigate through different relationship spaces, through different aspects of life, then what we're going to see behind us is destruction. 
And I think that when it comes to relationships, especially, that is something that we got to be very, very careful of because I believe that life really is all about relationships and those who find themselves in the most, I would say, maybe disheartening, depressed states in life oftentimes are the ones who have allowed themselves to behave in a way that has damaged their relationships. And there's so many cool things about discovering yourself that allows you to discover the external world around you. I think about a lot of times in my life when I was so scared of doing something internally, and that was always the thing that inhibited my ability to actually reach out. And this was like with trying sports, trying to learn a new instrument, and just doing things that I thought internally I was not capable of doing. And that was a limiting factor in my life for a long time in, in a variety of things. And I want to, to actually invite all the listeners to think about the times where they felt happy. And, and what I mean happy is just where you thought everything was going well in your life. And just think about those moments and think about what your relationship internally with yourself was like. I can guarantee that you felt good. You know, maybe you felt good physically, emotionally, maybe spiritually. When there's pieces about your internal relationship with yourself that are going well, the, the external world seems to go quite well. And that's why we continue to invite you guys to focus and narrow in on what it is that's going on internally. We've taken the time to break down what we believe are the three components of a healthy relationship. There are many things, but we believe that these are sort of the core things that kind of spread out into everything else. And we've broken it down into respect, communication, and honesty. And um, the interesting part as we were talking about is that these tend to go outwardly. And off the top of my head, immediately I think about all of my romantic relationships that haven't gone well. And I think most people can generally agree with me on this is that it happens to usually go by, you know, dishonesty, poor communication. Well, that leads to a lack of respect ultimately. And I want to invite people to actually just take a moment to think, how are you respecting yourself on a day-to-day -day basis? How are you communicating with yourself? We talked about negative self-talk, positive self-talk, and what, how we believe neutral self-talk is the best way to do this. And this is why, and that's why we're kind of bringing it all back to this, is what does that communication look like? Are you being honest with yourself about what you should be doing and what you're not doing or how you are procrastinating the things that you should be doing? These are components of the relationship that you should be having with yourself and always standing steadfast with maintaining a good, honest, communicative relationship with yourself. And not just, as Timmy said to me earlier, it's not about just listening to yourself, but it's about actually talking with yourself and showing yourself the respect that you want to show others, but that you also expect others to show you. For those that aren't religious, we both share spiritual beliefs. And I always think about the commandments and the simplified versions of them. And you can change this for yourself. But the first one is to put God first ahead of everything. And the second one is to love others as he loves us. And if you don't want to think about it religiously, think about it this way. Put yourself first and you'll be able to love others because you're loving yourself in that way. And that's such a powerful thing that we don't think about because when our external world is going poorly, we always just point the finger back at the exterior world. But take a moment to look within. Take a moment with what you're responsible for. Take a moment to actually evaluate what you could be doing better. Because it always takes two to tango. 
And a lot of the times we blame our dance partner as opposed to maybe taking some of that blame ourselves. What you just shared now reminded me of a quote by Tony Evans that I really enjoy and I think encapsulates this idea of why it's so important to look internally first when you're looking for change. If you want a better world composed of better nations, inhabited by better states, filled with better communities, made up of better cities, comprised of better neighborhoods, illuminated by better churches, populated by better families, then you have to start by becoming a better person. And it all starts with that. Any sort of change in our lives is always going to need to begin with us and it ends with us. And when we are able to take that time to do that internal work, to maintain those private disciplines, to talk kindly to ourselves, to communicate effectively with ourselves, to be honest with ourselves, and to be respectful in our communication with ourselves and our treatment of ourselves, then that is the building block for having better and stronger families, which leads to better communities, which leads to better nations, which could potentially lead to a better world for all of us. But it starts at that individual level. And so, yeah, no, you've you've encapsulated it really well. And so I thought that that was a relevant quote that you'd appreciate. That's super powerful, man. Additionally, another great benefit of working on yourself and understanding why that relationship is most important is because you then begin to understand other people a lot better. I found that when I've taken the time to internally tame my own beast, I began to understand that other people struggle in perhaps similar ways, but also differently. And the beautiful thing about that is that I, I became more empathetic. I became a lot more understanding that people will have moments of vulnerability where perhaps they'll criticize me or they'll say something. And I sort of reflect back on moments in my life when I did those same things or I mistakenly criticized people perhaps in inappropriate ways. And I think about the the criticism and how a lot of the times it also sort of similarly reflected things that I thought about myself. And when we criticize people sometimes in appropriate manners, I think a lot of the times it comes as of a result of an inadequacy that we feel so deeply inside. And when we feel that other people experience it, then it almost feels like a way to let that, you know, inner pain out. But most importantly, and why, again, this concept of working on yourself directly impacts your relationships in your exterior world or your interpersonal relationships is that when you see that, you can actually stop yourself and provide people with like proper criticism and have constructive conversations with people and be more willing and more apt to respect people's differences and be accepting of said differences because you're accepting of yourself and your own differences as a person. And it's such an empowering thing because it encapsulates just the healthy components of relationships. And so many people have said this to me in my lifetime, and I never actually took the time to understand that. And most recently, when I've had a lot of loss in my life, a quote by my father, he said to me, you've showed so much love to all the losses that you've had. It's time to show yourself that love back because they would like you to have that love. And ever since then, I've really every day kind of thought about that thought. And when I have taken the time to 
actually show myself that love, I've noticed a significant impact on my external relationships. My work-life balance has been better. My spiritual relationship has been better. My personal relationships have been better. I've seen improvements in my relationship with myself. I've had more motivation. I've had more hope. My gratitude has been tenfold. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that my life is perfect because it's far from it. But my ability to withstand the hardships that come with life has increased in a way that it never has in the past before. So that's why we invite everyone to look within and find that power within because we all have it. Yeah. And so in conclusion, we really wanted to hammer home this idea that the interpersonal relationship that you have with yourself really is the foundation, not just of better relationships, but of better results across the board. Uriel touched on many great benefits that he's experienced in his personal life. And I echo a lot of that. I've seen that overall that my mental health has really improved when I have taken that time to take full responsibility for whatever it is that is happening on the outside and to be gracious with myself. I myself have tendencies to fall into perfectionism where I want to be blameless, where I want to be beyond reproach, where nobody will be able to say that there was something wrong with what I did. But that's just such an unrealistic standard to pursue. It's not sustainable. And it doesn't show your that kindness towards yourself. But most importantly, when you expect that from yourself, you will slip into expecting that from other people. And that is something that can be very damaging in relationships. And so in order to strive towards that fulfillment in relationships, in life, to get ourselves to a place where we can actually start working up Maslow's hierarchy of needs towards self-actualization, one of the most foundational pieces is going to be the relationship that we have with ourselves. And to remember, to show ourselves respect, to communicate with ourselves, but most importantly, in my opinion, to be honest with yourself, because that is the foundation of those two. You can't communicate with yourself effectively if you're not honest with yourself. And lying to yourself is one of the greatest forms of self-disrespect, in my opinion. And so we really just wanted to bring these last five conversations that we've had around the different elements of the intrapersonal relationship you have with yourself, how it sets us up for success in relationships, as well as being able to move towards self-actualization and then turning around and helping others to be able to go through that same journey. And I just wanted to wrap it up with a little bit of a quote or self-affirmation, if you will, that I tell myself every day when I wake up. I always thank God for everything that I have and for the challenges that are come ahead. And some days I face challenges, some days I don't. But more importantly, I always tell myself that I'm enough. I'm enough in that day. But there's a catch-22 to this. We are enough in this moment to do the work. But my enough today cannot be the same enough tomorrow. And even if it just means a little bit more of improvement, that is the world that I want to be in. That is the world I would like to be surrounded by. A world where we're all striving to be better for everyone. Not just for myself, but for everyone. And I want to invite everybody to always think that you are enough, you will face challenges, but you're enough to do the work that you need to do today. And tomorrow you will be as well, God willing. So this brings us to the end of the first part on our series of interpersonal relationships. And this go around, we really wanted to hone in on that intrapersonal relationship. And so when we do come back to this series a little while later, we are going to dive into different aspects of interpersonal relationships and how we can look to maximize in those different areas. 
The next series that we're going to be starting is a series entitled Books That Shift Paradigms, where we'll be diving into different books that have spoken to us in our lives and how applying the lessons that we have learned from those books has ultimately allowed us to have superior outcomes in our lives. And so we look forward to you guys joining us for that series. Thanks for tuning in so far. Thank you.